Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. My lisp was particularly strong there, but that is what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. Never, ever. Um, Hey, I got an Instagram message from someone that was like, uh, used to be a friend of the show. Uh-huh. And he was like, hey, why don't uh, you guys have any plans on recording again? <laughs> I was like, e- yeah, every week we do. Uh-huh. And he was like, what? I remember you guys announced you were taking a break. Joey, he was talking about the break we took like a, over a year ago. <laughs> well, doesn't, doesn't he check the feed? No, like his something happened with like the feed. I don't know. He while we were on hiatus, like the feed broke and he just has never received another episode and thought we the break was just really long. Can you text me who that was? Because you obviously don't want to say on the end, but now I'm very curious to know who that was. Okay, but um, uh, so hopefully he'll catch up and he'll yeah. listen. He may, it might be a year before he hears this episode. But. <laughs> I know he's like, God, I hope things work out with Joe and Cameron. <laughs> And he's like, right. oh my gosh, what? I gave him a, a nice teaser, though. It's like, I'm not going to tell you which, but one of us got an STI. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, he didn't even know I broke up with Steve. <laughs> yeah. He's really behind on things. Yeah, he was like, um, so what, 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 what crazy misadventures have Joe and Jose gotten into? <laughs> How's Rod Kyle? <laughs> Are you still doing Game Night, guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you ever okay. going to move out of Arizona? Inside Baseball. Let's go, okay. Joey. What's up with you? What's going on? What's new? What can you tell me? So the other day I was on the phone with this uh, After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis. You know After Buzz yeah. TV's Jay Ellis, right? For those of you who don't know, he's a friend of mine. And uh, and we were talking, okay? And he also listens to Catching Up. So, you know, it's so funny. is every time people hear... Betty Batanz in the wild, they are just so excited. You know, I don't remember. This is a, one of Taylor Vellante Boy's favorite stories is he and I were just talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. And I'm actually going to play a RuPaul's Drag Race clip right now because we're talking about this clip. Um, But I was doing an impersonation of this clip right here. Ha! Ha! I'm acting. Okay. And okay. right when I did this part, I'm going to play this part right here. Ha! Ha! I can't do it now because the same thing will happen again. But I was <laughs> doing that impression really loud in the phone, and I'm on the phone with Taylor, and then my parents come running into the house screaming, like, yeah. oh my god, what's going on? They thought I was having a heart attack, okay, <laughs> because they heard, ha! Ha! So, okay. uh... So, and Taylor on the other end, my parents are in a frantic. I'm trying to tell them I'm not having a heart attack. And he is like cackling. <laughs> like, I've never heard Taylor, like, he can't breathe, you know, like uh-huh. laughing so hard, right? Well, so I'm on the phone with After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis, okay? Mm-hmm. And my parents' house phone rings, and it's my dad. My parents are gone. They're out and about, right? My dad's like, I go, oh, hold on for a second. And I pick up the phone. And it's my mom, and she goes, Joey, I've been calling my cell phone. Have you heard it? And I was like, nope. I think the Asian ladies at the nail salon took it. I think they took my phone. Oh, Betty. I I can't find it. It's not in my purse. It's gone. Yeah, blame the maid. I've looked in the car. Yeah, blame the maid. I think that they stole it, Joey. And she goes, I already have Gloria. Because she and Gloria, my mom has a neighbor, Gloria, who's also a whole other character. I can't believe I haven't yeah. brought her into the show yet. <laughs> right? Just the name Gloria. Like, <laughs> my mom has a Gloria. Like, yeah. I feel like I know what you're dealing with yeah. already. It's yeah. like her her Ethel, right? Yes, yes. It's her <laughs> Ethel. They, they'd gone to get their nails done earlier, and then they went to Coffee Bean afterwards. Because I already have Gloria yeah. on it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, all right, bye. And I hang up, and Jay's like, is everything yeah. Okay. And my go, mom might go to jail, but yeah. Yeah. I go, <laughs> she might go to jail, but I go, I go, I go, yeah, why? And he goes, well, what happened? I go, oh, my mom lost her cell phone and she thinks Asian people took it. And he goes, <laughs> do you need to go? And I go, no, Jay, this happens all the time. It yeah. happens all, this is not like, oh my God, this is an emergency. This happens 
all the fucking time. In fact, yeah. I never told him the show because I didn't realize till Jay's reaction that this was an unusual thing. Mm-hmm. And I even said, like, just a, a warning: there's going to be a million calls here. I'm going to become, <laughs> um, so, you know, a cell phone central. And he goes, right. okay. So we keep on talking. Ring, ring, my parents' phone. Joey, can you go to the Farmer's Almanac and tell me the weather from October 12th? <laughs> no, this time, it's, this time I'm all hello. And it's like, Betty? Uh, and I went, no, Betty. <laughs> I went, Gloria, this is Joey. It's not Betty. <laughs> Joey, I called the nail salon. They said they don't have it. And okay. I was like, okay. Like, I'm going to call Coffee Bean. And I was okay. like, all right, you do that. And I hung up. Start talking to Jay Ellis again, right? Ring, ring. And I was like, Joey, I'm, I'm going to call the phone again. Tell me if you hear it. Now, here's the deal. My mom's phone is connected to the Bluetooth. In the, 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 her phone, the house phone has a Bluetooth setting. So if the, if the cell phone is here, even from silent, the, the house phone will ring. Okay. I go, oh, I haven't heard anything. Well, <sighs> Have you looked under my sink? As if like that's like an obvious place. For, uh, as, I think she, my mom is such a narcissist. She thinks the whole world now is on a dragnet trying right. to find herself. She goes, where, where have you been looking? I go, nowhere. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. Joey. Uh, okay, fine, fine. No one can ask you to do anything. Fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> so then I'm talking to Jake. Ring, ring. I'm like, hello, Joey. It's Gloria. I called Coffee Bean. They don't have the cell phone there. And I was like, okay. But I also called a number. And a man answered. And when he heard my voice, he hung up. Oh. And I went, okay. Was it my dad? I don't know. So that, but now here's the, by the way, Jay even said like, how is your mom calling you in glory? Like, why are they calling, why don't they call each other? And I yeah. go, I don't know. Because my, da- my mom has my dad's cell phone. I don't know. I didn't get that part. And I didn't, but then the call stopped after that, right? Hours later, I see my parents. Um, I Actually, because the day of the family dinner that we have, so I go over to my brother and my mom's like, and then I called Verizon. And I said, well, I, need to, I need to get my special pin code. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about how I called Verizon. And I got $40 off my cell phone bill. I go, I don't care. What happened with your cell phone? Mm-hmm. Oh, I found it. And I go, where was it? In my pocket. Joey, stop. It, it was in her pocket? <laughs> She's already blaming the Asians. I don't yeah. know who this man Gloria called was. Right? <laughs> the uh, man in her pocket. Yes, yes. You know some man, like, I don't know, some old lady just called me. Yeah. Asking for Betty. And then the nail salon, the, my, my my brother said he told my mom, like, have you, did you call the nail salon and apologize? I guess my mom called him and accused him. And oh, she goes, and he goes, did you call the nail salon and apologize? She goes, no. I already apologized to God. Well, that's like, between her and God. <laughs> and he goes, well, it's yeah, her karma, not you, yours. You yeah, know? But you didn't blame God for stealing the phone. She goes, I know, yeah. but... It, <laughs> he goes, she goes, but God's the one who can, like, only God can place forgiveness. I didn't understand this logic. That's very Betty Batan's logic. So anyway, that's sure. that was a story. Poor Jay Ellis. Well, you know, I told Jay Ellis, and he was like, "Oh God, no, no, no," just like you. And I kind of feel that it was a part of me that was like, "Oh my God, I got to witness a Betty Batan's drama unfold in real life." Yeah. Meanwhile, you're like looking under the sink, and all you could find is baked cakes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she had. She something. Oh, that was last week with the microwave. When she had, anytime she had a church meeting, there's like, yeah, there's always some sort of drama. Uh, what's Jane going on? Ellis, by the way, yeah. I wanted to say mm-hmm. is is really good at Twitter. You mentioned it like last time he was on um, the RuPaul's Drag Race recap. You mm-hmm. mentioned it, but like I feel like his interaction with me on Twitter is um, always really appropriate. If that makes sense, like yeah. I I put out a lot of stuff that I mean it's just me. So like there's diabetes stuff, there's mm-hmm. gay stuff, there's. Yeah. Broadway stuff there mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and he just like interacts with the right stuff at the right amount like I don't feel overwhelmed or obligated right. to even respond to him yeah well let me tell know, you he's... this he never interacts with my stuff right never interacts with my stuff but it yeah. could be like a third tier player on the good place and yes. he's like interacting with him I'm like why why did he even see this <laughs> but yet I do a tweet I can do the most clever tweet 
You know, oh, I didn't even put yeah. that news story. That's another thing I wanted to talk about. God, there's so many news stories I want to talk about this week. But um, I didn't even put the Diane Feinstein thing in there. But really quickly, what's your hot take on this Diane Feinstein yelling at the kids? Um, I mean, she's she's a B and she's always been a B. You know, like I, I think it's I, similar to kind of what you wrote. It's almost comical to kind of watch <laughs> and like <laughs> it's just the two extremes of life right uh-huh. young and optimistic and yeah. like old and <laughs> angry and bitter and just seeing those two collide is just well, pure she's magic. really old she's like in her she's late like 80s you know yeah let me ask siri here hold on here for a second <laughs> how old is senator diane feinstein yeah. She's, Whoa, she's she, much older than I thought. I thought she was maybe 79. No, she's 85, and then she just started her next six-year term. She's like, bitch, oh, I'm shit. here until I'm she's 91. Tired. You guys can go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I saw someone write a really smart piece about how, um, you know, that the kids – that she's a fucking senator, and that she's not, like it was. A, I'm not gonna articulate it well, so I'm not gonna try and paraphrase it. But essentially, mm-hmm. saying like it's it's they weren't taking the funny route, but like yeah, this is what happens when you when she realizes she's a fucking senator and they're little kids, and that she's gonna talk to them like adults, and people should actually respect yeah. that she's talking the way she would talk to an adult. But it was like three p.m. She had dinner to eat. <laughs> She had, like, places to go. I just like the kids thought that she was going to be like, oh, like, pet them on the head and go, like, okay, I'm going to vote for it. And then she was like, I like like how there's one kid who tries to quote Abraham Lincoln. She's like, yeah, but governments buy the people for the people. And then forgets the third. She's like, and something people. And and she's just like, but you know what? You know what I will say? I will say this in her defense. Because there was a mix of little kids and there were older kids. You had to see the. That's the thing. People were saying you didn't watch the whole video. Or right. You had to watch the whole video. But at the very end, it was an older kid who I think is like 16, 17 years old mm-hmm. and says um, to her as they're leaving, can I get an internship? And she says, you know what? Yes. And she has her assistant take the kid's name and says, you have an internship. Sure. So I think contextually, if you watch the whole thing, it is not as bad as the edited one kind of makes it out to be. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I liked it though. I liked and, it. I your take on Twitter was like, I think, dead on. Like, it almost has nothing to do with w- the content of what they came to talk about. Yeah. It's just the interaction that's really <laughs> enjoyable to see. It was super funny. Anyway, what's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Um, I wanted to tell you, I went to production of Mamma Mia the other day. Oh, oh. I had so much theater this week, actually. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. You, you know what that means? It only wings one thing. <laughs> It's time for Mike and Joe on the Isle. This week, Mike saw a lot of theater, like? Well, I saw Miss Betty Buckley in Hello, Dolly, which was okay. Hello, Dolly is an interesting show where, like, maybe you don't have to be that good to be Dolly. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I'm not a big Betty Buckley fan. She doesn't sing very much. No. You know, she belts out a couple of songs, but, like... For the most part, she talks a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, even some of the songs are talky. And so I saw Betty Buckley in that. Thank mm-hmm. God she made it. Speaking of um, Diane Feinstein age, my God, she's not. If she plays every show in San Francisco, I'm going to be surprised. Oh, really? Yeah. I know she took quite a bit of time off when she was in L.A. Oh, um, she did? Yeah. And they have a good um, understudy, but like her name's above the title. So yeah. like if you show up and she's not there. You have the right to be pissed, mm-hmm. don't you think? I agree. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a Betty Buckley fan, so if I showed up and it was the understudy, I'd be happy. Sure. <laughs> um, but the not Barnaby. What's the other one? Cornelius mm-hmm. kid. Um, he came on. He's just, well. I don't know. I don't have very many opinions of this, and not what I want to talk about. So, hello, Dolly. Then I saw Hamilton. Heard of it? Yes. Did, uh, did everyone make it through the show? Okay. We made it through just fine. That was Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you, I, no, wait, hold on. Now, you had a, a social media call for an extra ticket. Did you ever find the person? Oh, no. That's a good story. So I had two tickets for Thursday night. Um, and Jennifer, my flaky friend who I've talked about, mm-hmm. and she's not that flaky. She's flaked a couple of times. You're saying that because she listens. Kind of, I'm saying it because this is on the internet and she could possibly listen. But I also want to be very clear 
that the shorthand of flaky friend be- is because there's been a couple of stories where she flaked mm-hmm. and that's easy reference not because i have opinions of her being extra flaky um so her and i were gonna go and at the last minute i there were even more tickets kind of available to me mm-hmm. it, w- it was the press preview so like seats that weren't going to press i was able to kind of snatch up so I had one ticket and I was going to bring Jennifer's mom with us. Mm-hmm. And then at the last minute, she was, her Jennifer's mom was like, I don't want to take Bart that late. So we, you know, what's so uh, funny if I would have had more advanced, I probably actually would have driven up and uh, taken um student of the show, Armando. You, we, sh- we could have made that happen, but yeah. it, it, the problem was I didn't have like, I didn't know until like the day of the show yeah. that I would have tickets, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was Thursday. And then Friday, um, I told you I designed the poster and the programs for this Mamma Mia production, Mm -hmm. um, in down South. Um, so I went to that and Joey, 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 I don't want to talk shit. You don't want to say anything. The show is already just horrible by itself. Yeah. A, it's Mamma Mia. Okay. It's a horrible show. I hate Mamma Mia. Yeah. It's a horrible show. Horrible. And... They have probably they have a decent sized theater at this school. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at on a university campus with a decent sized theater, but for some reason they basically like created a black box theater okay. on the stage of this theater. Okay, where they have like um like like event piping with curtains, kind of mm-hmm. you know like black curtains, right? Yeah. Around on the stage line, mm-hmm. so you enter the theater, you walk all the way through the house, then you climb onto the theater, and then they have like fifty chairs sitting yeah. on the stage. Mm-hmm. So the whole show took place on stage, but like the audience was on stage too. Hmm. Probably four rows of seats. It was mm-hmm. so small and so awkward. And why do you think they like, did that? I. I think part of it was like it it wasn't super popular so like in a huge house that's empty I don't know cuz they could I do saw a production of Carrie that they did that but they did it because they actually utilized the house and everything like that so it was actually oh. it was all part of the whole plan This was not utilized it was awkward there were times where i'm in the like fourth i was sat in the back row obvi Mm -hmm. and there were times where like i had to lean back in my seat because i felt that the actors faces were too close to my face oh really (laughs) yeah it was weird and they could like see they we can make eye contact for an entire song for example Hmm. (laughs) it's really weird um one of my coworkers was in it so that was part of uh, why I went as well. I mean, I wrote the program and they gave me comp tickets, oh, wait. so that was part of I it. I know who you're. Is it the is it the pro work? Yeah, I know the coworker you're talking about, right? The one that wasn't he? Is this the one that was gonna be so sure he's gonna get a lead in some show and he wasn't? No. Oh, okay. This is an older coworker who, like, I'm not joking. He like he like holds his back when he's walking to the bathroom and like walks in small steps. Mm-hmm. Like he's an older guy, right? Mm-hmm. But I I feel like. At the office, he's, like, doubled over in back pain. Mm-hmm. I go see this Mamma Mia, and he's, like, one of the best dancers. <laughs> I was going to make the joke. Maybe that's – he thought it was a show about his back pain because he was, like, every time he has his back pain, he's like, Mamma Mia, my back. <laughs> but uh... – I'm not joking. He was, like, doing, like, not, like, uh, cartwheels and flips and stuff, but mm-hmm. he was, like, totally dancing. He played the – uh, one of the dads that used to be like a headbanger. Okay. Um, if you're familiar with the show, mm-hmm. Harry something. Um, and he was totally into it. And then something's happening with the rights of Mamma Mia right now, okay. where I don't know if they just released them after a while or what. Mm-hmm. But there's like three or four productions in the Bay Area of Mamma Mia at this at this moment. Mm-hmm. And sitting next to me was a man who he actually played the lead in do you remember when i saw once upon a mattress not too long ago oh yeah uh-huh so sure he did. played the lead in that mm-hmm. sitting next to me and is as it turns out he's also in a different production of mama mia somewhere in the bay oh my god i heard him talking about it and joey throughout the show in this tiny 45 person theater guess who's singing harmonies 
the douchebag sitting next to me was singing through the whole show, like as if he was part of the show. Oh, uh, this is why I hate theater people. This is so and bad. he was like dancing, which the like his energy was good for like a small theater. You have to you have to like kind of overcompensate and pretend like you really love it. Mm-hmm. I get that and I appreciate that. But he was like saying stuff like, "Oh, my jam's next. This is my jam." Or oh god. Just like getting way too like into the show like, I don't know, I was really annoyed by it. Maybe here's the deal. I just figured it out. Maybe they had the production on the stage because they needed the house because they had another production of Mamma Mia in that theater. <laughs> that was happening at the same time. Yeah, I think um I really do think it was just I mean, they sold 40 seats and you know, half the people didn't come back after intermission. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. <laughs> I mean, there were certainly people. It was much more full before intermission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whatever. It was a good time, though. I hate that show. Um, so I can't give it tons of compliments, but the people in it were fine. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I want to do more graphic design for, like, uh, the for th- theater, community theater. So yeah, if, like, anyone that. listening is into that and I needs saw it, the theater. I mean, I saw the poster. It looked good. Yeah, I'm very proud of it. Is it weird that um, the number of people on the poster outnumber the people in the audience? <laughs> it's it was the type of show where you knew everyone in that audience is there out of obligation to someone in that cast. Yeah. Nobody in that audience was like, oh, "Mia, let's go see it." Yeah. Everyone was told to come see it. <laughs> so, anyway, it was a good time. What's do you have any news stories any at all? I know it's a slow Oh wait, oh, are we done but... with our segment? Yeah. Oh, okay. From the mountains to the sea to all of California, this is the Catching Up News Report. Mike Lawson, we're going to go back to an old trope of ours where uh, I have too many news stories. So, um, and some of them are evergreen, I think. We could talk about them in, in future weeks. But I'll give you a choice. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really emphasize two of them that I don't think are not necessarily as evergreen. There was a triple murder in Newport Beach, where we all know I lived there for almost 20 years. I can't believe it. But uh, so there was a triple murder there, and it was by. A student? No, he's not a student anymore. He's a man. But he was. Can you pause for one second? Did yeah. any of your stories involve meth in the ass? Yes. Is that the one you want to hear? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then here you go. It's it's your fucking lucky day. KTLA anchor Chris Burroughs died of methamphetamine overdose. Coroner says. Uh, KTLA news anchor Chris Burroughs, who was found unresponsive in a Glendale motel room in December, died from methamphetamine toxicity, the L.A. County coroner's office said on Friday. The coroner said his hypertensive and arteriosclerotic cardiovascular disease were also factors in his death. Uh, The coroner's investigator's report said that Burroughs was taking methamphetamine during a sexual encounter at the motel, including inserting the drug into his rectum. The other person in the motel room, a man the coroner said Burroughs met on a dating site, performed CPR on him before paramedics arrived, the report said. On December 27th, the police were called to a room at the day's end where they found Uh. Burroughs, 43, not breathing. Paramedics Are you sure he didn't just kill himself because he's in a day's end? <laughs> I know. His death stunned fans and colleagues at KTLA. Uh, okay, so I actually, because you can go still see, um, I right now, right now I'm having like a panic attack. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. He was my age and had arteriosclerosis and hypertension. I don't have high blood pressure, though. So... Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not worried about that part. Anyway, but my arteries are probably not... Bad. Well, no, they just did a check. Anyway, not about me. Was he in the closet? Was he oh, like... Oh, yeah. He was married to a woman oh, with a kid. No. And in oh, fact, if God. you go to KTLA, they have a, 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 a video, I don't know from how long ago, where it's him at Christmas time or holiday season with his wife and their kid. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, very... Because the wife is also a former... Uh, I don't know if she's former, but she's a current or former news person. Yeah. And she had that like news person look, you know, and he's she like, a daughter too. Yeah, nine year old daughter. And he's like, yeah, here's my beautiful wife making over. What are you making, honey? And she goes, I'm making green bean casserole. And he's like, yep, look, look at this. This is this. And he's like, present the way it's like very like that, right? And then his yeah. daughter comes in. She's like, hi, daddy. And I'm just like, it was just so heartbreaking. Well, they don't know that he has like, like a secret gay life. Like, here's the deal if you're listening, if you're a senator, and you are married. 
uh-huh. and you're married with children, just lead a fucking gay life. Just lead a gay like. Can you imagine? They're finding out right now. I mean, I was actually looking at this girl, and she seems like a totally beautiful child, totally with it, centered girl, right? And I'm like, she's gonna have a hard life now of losing her father suddenly after he died in a hotel room with a gay guy that he met on Grinder because he was stuck stuffing meth up his ass. Sure. Well, we all have to deal with something. This is just her thing to deal with. <laughs> I. I don't know. I do think light breeds light and darkness breeds darkness. And he was living in darkness and it just creates more darkness and it becomes harder to kind of get yourself out of that. And I, mm-hmm. fe- it's a shame that it consumed him all the way to this point and he wasn't able to find the light. And that sucks. I feel like if this was 1957, mm-hmm. let's say, yeah, we would have a news article about a mysterious death in a hotel room of this news anchor, and that would be that. And people might whisper about gay stuff or yeah. drug stuff, but nobody would print it in a newspaper. No. What's changed in the world? Do we is this detail like necessary for all of us to know and read? What do, do you, you what do you think? think? Hmm. Like I, I like knowing it. <laughs> Well, the argument could be made this like we're having an honest conversation about homophobia and living in the closet and drug abuse that wouldn't happen if we just said mysterious death. Well, I think it's more of a question for the media because in terms of – in other words, what happened was the coroner just released the information for a, a public request. You know, There was a Freedom of Information Act request for the for these results. They supply the results. And I think the government should I'm, – I'm, I'm a big proponent of the government providing as much information as possible when requested to the people. So yeah. it's more of a question for the media, what the media chooses to highlight. But then you get into a weird question is do you want the media deciding what news you can and can't hear? I mean somebody has to decide what's news and what's not news. What do you mean? But what I'm saying is because, you know, they were covering up the Kennedy affairs when he was – they knew he was having affairs during that. Um, yeah, covering up is, I think, a different thing. Like I'm not saying that the news media should say he had a heart attack and, you know, it left a, left his loving family. But like – Why is it important that he was having – like in other words, his having gay sex was not in, in any way relevant to why he died. He didn't die because right, he right. was having gay sex. And I even think that the meth was stuffed up his ass isn't necessarily a detail that, you know, adds to any part of the story. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not I don't even really have an opinion. I'm just kind of like it's interesting that I feel like this news story will, you know, something this salacious would not even have made papers before. And, you know, his wife should know what happened to him. His wife should understand kind of, you know, the details of it. But do you and I need to know it? I don't know. That's all. I don't know. It's a good question to ask. I don't know. It's a, it's a very big question to ask. Um, but uh, I, I, it was really sad. I felt so sorry for the daughter. Do you? Th- well, obviously they're keeping it from her. But do you think she eventually finds out? Yeah, I mean, she googles her dad's name. Yeah, she finds out. Ugh. Heck yeah. How old is she? Do you nine. know? She's hmm? Nine. Ugh. Yeah, like people at school are going to know this. It's Do you think sad. the wife had any clue? I mean, I, there are a lot of different types of relationships. Like, maybe they were in a relationship where this was part of it, and maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. This woman doesn't seem like she puts up with a lot of shit. So, but I I feel like newswomen always seem – well, newsmen always seem very robotic and fake. And I think newswomen also seem that way too. So I always feel they're oblivious to everything. Yeah. Um, I dated a news reporter. I told you that. We've how was he? That. Um, w- he had like weird reporter f- face and yeah. voice that he would turn on in certain situations, which was weird. Which is so funny because I do the same thing too. Like, as you know, like I don't really, I mean, I do talk like this, right? But like, it is a little extra on the show. Yeah. Does that make sense? So like you talk yeah. the way you talk on the phone, but like me on the phone, I'm usually like, Hey everyone, it's me, Jonas. Right, <laughs> and then I'm like, "Oh wait, hold on, it's time for the show." Hi, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Like, that's not how I really talk. So. What's interesting about this story too is the other person in the room who called the cops and did CPR and all that. Because, mm-hmm. like, I've had the thought. I've even said it out loud before, and always regret it, regretted it when I did. But like during a hookup or like 
before or after, mm-hmm. like somewhere in the in the in a hookup, I've said to someone, like, "What would you do if I just died right now? Like, who would you call? Mm-hmm. You don't know me. You don't know who. You couldn't even. You don't even know which finger opens my iPhone. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you would have to try each finger. Um, and so, like, I feel bad for the guy who was in the room, yeah, having sex with the reporter, like. Technically, he's done nothing wrong. Here's my question to you. How long after... This is a horrifying, traumatic event, right? Yeah. How long after this event does he go back on Grinder? Well, like, do any of the EMTs look hot? <laughs> I remember that time when I, I was, like, in a, in a very scary situation where I had to call 911 and the EMT showed up and they were smoking hot. And my cousin and I were, like, hitting each other. <laughs> like... <laughs> And meanwhile, yeah. this horrible, scary situation where this old man was, like, vomiting mucus because he couldn't breathe anymore. He, he lived. Everyone, he lived. I told this story in Catching Up. He lived. <laughs> but when the, we didn't know this when the MT showed up, yeah. you know? And uh, and we were just like, oh, look how hot he is. I think that it's important, like, the dude who was in the room should not – I mean, he's already going through this traumatic thing. Like, I hope that, like, the news article doesn't name him or – him and they haven't anyone. named him at all. But let me ask you this question too. Yeah. Let's say this. Let's say you were the other guy. Are you telling people like, yeah, did you see that news anchor that died? I was. That was me. No. Like, oh, would really? that be your catching up story? It'd be mine. <laughs> wait, oh, here, wait, wait. Like, let me tell you. I never go on this grinder, right? Uh-huh. I mean, this guy. He's pro- he dies. <laughs> well, I'm in the room, and he's a news anchor for KTLA. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um well, I feel bad for the dude. I'm I'm sorry that he was living his life this way actually. Mm-hmm. I feel bad that he wasn't able to like fully enjoy it, I feel. Maybe he enjoyed. Well, what he was it doing sounded like he was having a blast. That and see that's part of it too. Like now I'm I'm assuming he was a sad man living a sad life, but like maybe he was doing exactly what he wanted to do. I don't know. Do you think this is how I find out about how my friend from DC dies? No. I think he's living a fairly healthy life. Oh, he is? I think so. You can tell on social media? Yeah, I follow him on Instagram, and he seems... That's the thing, though. It could be superly... It could be superly? It could be very artificial, mm-hmm. what he posts, you know? Mm-hmm. He I looks very healthy. Okay. Hey, Joey, in San yeah. Francisco, it's a rite of passage to find your car window smashed and mm-hmm. your vehicle relieved of a radio, mm-hmm. phone charger, or whatever else is in your car. But one baffling and sad break in this weekend has left its victim with more than a broken window to contend with. Mm -hmm. As the San Francisco Police Department Tuesday reports that a prosthetic arm was stolen in a weekend burglary. Uh At first, they were reporting it was a leg uh, when I first grabbed this story. And Mm -hmm. now it's an arm. Mm -hmm. It's been corrected. Uh, But the prosthetic. They call it armed robbery. (laughs) Ha. The prosthetic arm joins other unusual items that have been stolen from San Francisco cars, which uh-huh. we might have talked about. Um, there was one instance where this woman um, had the ashes of her father in her car, and it oh got stolen. There was also a story of a 200-year-old violin sitting in someone's trunk that got uh, nabbed. Uh, but this break-in took place at 6 p.m. on Saturday Um Basically, they just stole the 41-year-old dude's arm, which why was it in the car? I don't – I mean I don't have a fake arm, so I don't really understand if mm-hmm. you carry around an extra or if he was going without, yeah. which – I mean it's his prerogative to do. Mm-hmm. But San Francisco has suffered more than uh, 1,800 car break-ins, Joey, in the month of January 2019 alone. Mm-hmm. 1,800 car break-ins, and that's reported. Mm-hmm. I feel like depending on what they take, I might not even report it. Like if they – Broke in my car and took the change from the ashtray. I'm just like, fuck, now I have to go fix my window. That's it. Adam Bott has had his car broken into a couple of times in San Francisco. Yeah. He was telling me that the advice is actually, first of all, you keep nothing in your car. And then yeah. you just roll down all your windows and open your glove compartments and everything to show yeah. there's nothing in there. Um, I would leave my doors on. I would leave my car empty. Um and I would leave my doors unlocked. Well, he said the window because then they'll break the because like you don't want a broken window. Yeah, uh, the city saw twenty six thousand reported break ins in twenty eighteen, which mm-hmm. was about two thousand over two thousand a month. Mm-hmm. And uh, in two thousand seventeen, it was thirty one thousand break ins. Mm-hmm. So it's wow. gone down a bit. And in fact, the numbers uh, for January the one thousand eight hundred that was astonishing to me is actually a decline. So. 
There's a lot of break-ins. People are stealing shit. That's all. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, don't leave your arm in your in your car. It might get burglarized. Have you ever had your car broken into? Um, no. I I've had my car tossed. Um, actually in Phoenix, which is what which is weird. Mm-hmm. In my apartment complex, um, I had my windows down, mm-hmm. and somebody kind of like went through like junk that was in my car and took quarters from my ashtray. <laughs> I remember like in college um when I lived uh, over by the beach in Newport Beach. Uh I went to my car to go to work and I opened my door and I thought something seemed weird and then I saw a wrench on my seat or something something some oh, sort shit. of tool I don't remember what it was. And I was like, "What?" And then I remember it was like and then I looked and my entire like dashboard was torn apart. Oh, huh. And then also remember my car was stolen in Malibu. Yeah. The end. Huh. I've had. I mean, we've had break-ins at the house, but not. Oh, really? Yeah, like into our um. Oh, the basement. little closet or something, like that, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, closet? we have a basement. Somebody broke, and it has like an exterior door, and somebody broke in that. I've had my bike stolen from the backyard, but I don't know. Whatever. I'd, the the robbery around here, I mean, makes crime rate high, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of times it's like uh, when you see like uh, on next door photos of people like looking through backyards or getting caught on cameras and stuff. A lot of times it's like older, semi homeless looking, you know, poor folks who like are seriously burglarizing for like money and i feel like you know you turn the light on and they're gonna run it's yeah. not like they're coming after you and burglarizing your home with like gun to your head you know mm-hmm. i don't not that not that i want to get burglarized but it's a good way to go if you had to get burglarized anyway um do you have any other stories you were going to tell me you were previously on uh catching up i talked about how evil john messaged me about john yeah. paul's birthday yeah well it was john paul's birthday dinner on friday you know, and uh, he chose Happy birthday, John Paul. He Happy birthday, listen. John Paul. And uh, he uh, he had a birthday. At this Mexican restaurant called BS Taqueria, which I'm a fan of. It was one of my recommendations, actually, among the four, along with the vegan beer hall that Evil John was protesting against. Yeah. Anyway, we, I show first of all, I show up. I, I uh, and I and I buy John Paul a, like a really nice gift card and stuff like that. And um, but I don't know anybody that it's, it's a small birthday dinner. It's only probably a total of us, even including John Paul and um, Evil John, eight people maybe. Uh-huh. Okay, and I show up, and the, the Johns are going to be a little late, like ten minutes late. So I show up right on time, and there's like four people there. I don't know them. I'm like, so I'm introducing myself. So I'm sitting with these four people I don't know. Then a neighbor shows up, and she's like really super chatty Kathy, right? And she's talking to everybody. Then the Johns show up, and John shows up with his old assistant, who's no longer the assistant, works at the same company, but now has a better job. Hold on, I'm going to clear my throat. I didn't do it on the air because it was gross. Um, and uh, so that happens, right? So we're all sitting there. And uh, I know the the former assistant uh, well, just because he used to be John Paul's assistant. And so we're chatting up. He's gay, actually. I think actually, I don't know what are your what's your position on tall guys? I like a tall guy. I yeah. like. I mean, I like all guys. I like. I like them all. I think that's got to be very your type. You know, here's the only problem okay. though. I was trying to. I was trying to sell you on him. No, Charles, sell him on you, right? But uh, he's a top. Okay. So anyway, yeah, but like I can admire from Facebook or something. Is he? <laughs> are you Facebook friends with him? I'm not Facebook friend. Are you friend, are you Facebook friend with John Paul? No, I've never met John Paul. Oh, you haven't? You know that, right? Oh, no. no. Um. Okay. So I'll, I'll I'll try and go on Instagram and find him. Okay. Anyway. Um. So I'm talking to so I so I I start talking. His name's Aaron, right? So I'm talking yeah. to Aaron. And Aaron says to me, you know, how you been? Are you uh, seen anybody? Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, he goes, you know, a couple years ago, I saw you at Disneyland with like two twinks. 
And I go, a couple years ago, Disneyland with two twinks. And he goes, yeah. And I go, oh, it was Sweet Michael and his boyfriend Noah when they came to visit oh, LA. Uh-huh. Right? So I go, was it these people? And I show the picture. I go, this is actually them from Disneyland. And I go, with these people? And he goes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, with them. And I go, he goes, who, who is that? Who are they? How do you know them? And I go, oh, uh, this guy right here. And Evil John sitting right next to Aaron. I go, this guy right here is my best friend. That's his boyfriend. And Evil John goes, what? And I go, yeah, that, that's Michael, my best friend. And that's his boyfriend. John Paul is not your best friend? And I oh, go... God. I, I can't even now it's awkward right he goes everybody 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 john paul has like no friends and he considers joe his best friend but joe doesn't consider him his best friend right uh-huh. so i'm like uh you can have more than one best friend evil john you know and, and now it's like super awkward thank god john paul actually was not at the table when this happened but, like, the term best friend is, I feel like, very high school anyway. <laughs> well, what do you think I date? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. But don't you think, like, I don't know. I I've, I very have rarely called someone a best friend. And usually it's, like, they are one of my best friends. Or, like, it's a term that, like, describes their friendship to me, not a title. Yeah. Well, what's so funny, you know, I, I was telling a friend this, and he goes like, oh, just wait till Adam Vaughn hears his story now. I'm catching up. He's going to be really mad. And I go, oh, God. Is his last name? Is it uh, Aaron with a T is the last name? Oh, I don't know. Let me see. Filipino? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's cute. And he has an ABC. Um, ooh. It's all right. Yeah. He has like a name tag with oh, his okay. picture on it, so I think I'm pretty sure this yeah. is him. Um. So, anyway, so... Uh yeah, so that embarrasses me in front of everybody. By the way, meanwhile, thank God John Paul wasn't at the table. John Paul knows how to give it too. Aaron and I are still talking, and I don't think John Paul's in the conversation now, right? And um, again, talking about former boyfriends or people we've dated or I don't know what was coming up, right? And then John Paul says to Aaron, uh, "Aaron, tell him about that one guy." <laughs> and Aaron's like, "What? Who?" And he goes, "You know who?" Uh, and he says the guy's name. He goes, "Oh." He goes, um, I met this guy on Grinder, and uh, he was really cute. We really hit it off. And then he goes, I have to admit something to you. Like, we were going to go on a date, he goes. And I was going to go pick him up. And he said, I was supposed to pick him up at work. He goes, well, I have to admit something to you. I'm 18. I'm only 18. And he goes, like, oh, that's not a problem. And he goes, and, and Aaron said, where do you go to school? And he was like, and it was like a high school. <sighs> and Aaron had to pick him up at the high school. Uh, and Aaron was like, it was super awkward. And how old like is Aaron? Gosh, I was to say Aaron's probably late twenties, early thirties. Oh God, yeah, yeah. No, Aaron was telling like, this horrifying story, and then John Paul was like, ah, <laughs> sound familiar, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just thought it was so funny. Uh huh. And so uh, John Paul knows how to give it to me too. Thank you. So anyway, so the dinner goes on. And then how do you do, too, where it was, like, this really, not, like, super expensive restaurant, but a pricey restaurant, and John Paul paid for the whole thing. Oh, no. Why? Because that's very John Paul. And I knew he was going to do that, and that's why I bought him a very nice gift card oh, uh, to a place. Because, like, I know John Paul's going to buy dinner. Yeah. I just know it. Meanwhile, if he didn't um, buy dinner, you would have kept the gift card and gave him something smaller. <laughs> no, I gave him the gift card before <laughs> he paid for dinner. I knew he was going. I could tell. I could already tell. I could just... Yeah. That's just very... Because John, John Paul was saying things like earlier in the week that just gave me hints. Not that important yeah. of the story. But anyway, so can, that was John Paul's You can usually dinner. tell too by like how freely he's ordering stuff. Because if he thinks like, oh, we're splitting this or something... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're, you just are different. Whereas if you know you're going to pay, you're like, one more round or whatever. Exactly. He was doing that stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what's so funny too is... um is so earlier in the night, Aaron's talking about how he's been blowing up this app called Blued, right? Yes, you told me about it. I told you about it, right? This app called yeah. Blued. And so Evil John's like, what is it? What is it, app? And it, Lawson, at the table, and we're at this nice restaurant. Because one of the features of Blued is they do like live, I've never seen actually an app that does this, but they can do like live streams. Okay. From the app. Wait, so it's a dating app? It's a, like a grinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an app for grinder for Asian guys. It, okay. Okay. So it's Asian men, but you said Asian men and white men too. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, that's why. That's why. That's why John Evil John was on there because John, uh, Aaron was like, "Oh, it's all these Asian guys looking for white guys." That's all it okay. is. That sounds disgusting. By I the way. know. It sounds horrible. Anyway, you should never get that. No, I'm process. genuinely like not. It really does make my stomach flip. Mm-hmm. Like, so go ahead. Go on. No, go on. Yeah, I'm sure you're really grossed out by it. Anyway, the, it's a disgusting app. Anyway, they have these live streams. So, like, we're at this nice dinner place, and Evil Jonas is flipping through videos of um, guys jacking off, like Asian men jacking off. Okay. And John Paul's like, and by the way, earlier John Paul had to tell Evil John to put the phone away because I had said, like, oh, I got you this gift card. I just thought about it. I should got you a, a variety of pack of Tenga eggs, right? And yeah. Aaron says, what are Tenga eggs? And Evil John pulls out a video, a very graphic video showing what a Tenga egg is. Yeah. And he's showing it at the dinner table. Oh, here's another story, too. Remember I told you I didn't know any of those people? This is such a weird-ass weird story. <sighs> God, so Evil John. I didn't know any of these people, right? I'm like, that's weird. I don't know any of these people. So later we're walking, everyone's walking away from the restaurant. Everyone's saying, oh, my car's here, my car's there. So I'm with John Paul for a bit. And I go, who are those people? And he goes, oh, these are this person, they're a doll person, they're all doll people. And I go, you're friends with them? He goes, no, they're John's friends, right? He just invited his own friends. But then he had a falling out with them in the past week. Because <gasps> I noticed that, because the reason I, I, I didn't clock doll friends, Evil John wasn't talking to them at all. Like literally ignoring them. Yeah. <clears throat> and why show up? They should have just like not. I know, it's so weird. And Evil John was like, Do you want to still invite them? And John Paul was like, Yeah, I like them. I know them. He's like, That's I'm not going to. So, like, yeah, so Evil John wasn't talking to them. And so they basically was two parties, me, Aaron, Evil John, and then John Paul was floating between the two groups. And that's why I thought they were like maybe work friends of John Paul's or something like that. No, they were all just Evil huh. John's friends that he's not talking to right now. Well, happy birthday, John Paul. I'm glad. <laughs> happy bir- John Paul just paid all this money for Evil John's friends to have a meal. Yeah, and he paid too. It's weird. It's I weird. Know. It's so the life of the Johns. Their whole like situation is bizarre, though. Like, not bizarre is the wrong. It sounds judgy. It's just non traditional and weird. Well, you know what's so funny is again, <laughs> we were all walking home from the restaurant. This is so them. We're walking home from the restaurant and, um, John Paul agreed to drive me back to my car because my car was far away. I'd taken a, I'd taken a lift. Uh-huh. And he and John and Evil John's like, hey, everybody wants to go to precinct, this gay bar. And I go, I'm not going, I'm tired. Right? And yeah. John Paul's like, well, I gotta drive Joe back. I go, and I said, no, I'll take a lift. I don't mind taking a lift back. And Evil John's like, well, everybody wants to go to precinct. And John Paul's like, oh, okay. So I, I go, I'll take a lift by your what by when you go and when everyone when we split, when you go to this precinct, I'll I'll take a lift. Okay. So we're walking, but like I told you, as we're walking, everyone's like, all right, this is my car. I got to go. Bye. By the time we get to, everyone's gone. It's me, Evil, John, and John Paul. No one wanted to go to precinct. <laughs> so John Paul's like, I'll just take Joe to his car. So he took me to his car. But it was like weird. Like Evil John just wanted to go to precinct. Hmm. They're interesting people. They really are. Um, What's hey, I wanted, to, I wanted to tell you a story. Go ahead. Um, I had, as we've talked before, I had Grinder. I deleted yeah. Grinder. Yeah. I have it again, right? Yeah. It happens. Mm-hmm. And not this time around, but the time before, before I deleted it, mm-hmm. I talked with a dude named Henry. Yeah. And we must have connected enough because I gave him my cell phone number. Sure. Which doesn't happen a lot because mm-hmm. part of it is like, well, I don't want to get confused. Mm-hmm. And... I also don't want, I don't know. I like to kind of partition it, you know? So, like, sure. when I want to be slutty, I have to open an app and be slutty. It's mm-hmm. not, like, in my messages. Mm-hmm. So, this, whatever. This dude, Henry, I gave him my number. We talked a little bit, but then he was, like, going He was like going to the East Coast for, like, a couple weeks. And then his parents were going to be coming back to San Francisco with him for a couple weeks. So, basically, he was like, I'm about to be MIA for a month. Like the last message in messages was like, I'm about to be MIA for a month. Um, when I get back, though, like, let's meet up. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was the messages on chat on my like uh, text messages were difficult to sort of read what we had talked about on Grinder. Like, I didn't know if we were talking about like hooking up 
mm-hmm. or if we were I don't I don't have a lot of conversations where I'm like I want to be your boyfriend forever let's get married but more like some people are like let's just meet up and maybe we'll be friends or maybe we'll bang or maybe we'll yeah date I don't know there are all these options right mm-hmm. so that happens and uh when he was in New York he sent a couple of like landscape photos and he was like I'm having a good time how's San Francisco whatever mm-hmm so we chat some more. Joey, I don't remember what he looks like. I, I don't remember what he... Welcome to my life. I don't remember what we talked about and what he's expecting of me or what this situation is about, right? Mm-hmm. So his parents, he's like texting me last week and he's like, hey, my parents leave. They left um, like a week from t- yes, or from tomorrow. So they left mm-hmm. about a week ago. Mm-hmm. And he was like, now we can meet up. What are you doing this day or that day or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to feel it out without being like, hey, I don't remember who you are or what you look like or anything about you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess I'm just sort of like I'm I'm over the year of yes kind of like mindset. I'm no, I'm no oh, longer you're done with that. Not the year of no? Yeah. But I am open. I mean, why not go hang out, right? Yeah. I gave him my phone number. There's something there that mm-hmm. I liked something about the dude. Meanwhile, he bought something from me on Craigslist. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> he was my Uber driver that yeah. I left my phone in his car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he, um, uh, he was like, let's hang out Saturday, mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah. Um, spoiler, we hung out yesterday. And... When we were planning it, I was, like, trying to feel it out as, like, innocently as possible without giving away that I have no idea who he is. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, what um, what do you want to do? That was, the que- like, the question thinking, well, if he's like, why don't you come to my house, have a glass of wine, and we could watch something on Netflix? Then I'm like, we're going to bone. Mm-hmm. Or if he's like, let's, you know, go, I don't know, walk Fisherman's Wharf. I'm like, oh, this is a weird date. Yeah. Just kind of like feeling that out. So I'm like, what would you like to do? And he was like, well, one option is we could go to the San Francisco Botanical Gardens because there's a new – it's magnolia season. Okay. And I was like, what the fuck? Who is this? Yeah. What? Another option was to walk on the beach. What? People in San Francisco don't walk on the beach. It was weird. Um, And so he had like elaborate ideas. He's also like my friend's DJing at this one place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. And his suggestions weren't like, let's go to the botanical gardens or let's walk on the beach or let's go to the DJ thing. He was like, we could start by going to the botanical gardens and then Ocean Beach, which is 45 minutes away. We could Mm -hmm. go take a nice walk on the beach and then go to the DJ thing. I'm like, I am not spending, you know, like lunchtime through 1 a.m. with you, sir. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know who you are. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I've had like a crazy week. It sounds like maybe, or I'm feeling like maybe like dinner and drinks would be a better speed for me mm-hmm. on Saturday. It's like my one day off this mm-hmm. week. So he's like, that's great. So we arranged for a place and a time. And then as it's approaching, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, will you even recognize me? It's been so long since we've like, Shared pictures, thinking like, oh, maybe he'll send me a photo. Mm-hmm. So I'll at least remember who he is. Yeah. And he was like, um, I will certainly recognize you. And I think you'll recognize me too. Oh, my God. And I know. And he was like, I'll be wearing a denim jacket and khakis, which <sighs> thanks for saying that. But also like, do you know how many people wear denim jacket and khakis, Joey, it turns out? I don't know. What year is it? <laughs> Joey, everyone wears denim jacket and khakis. A lot of people – so I got there early. This was my plan. Okay. Get there early. Situate yourself at the bar with your back to the door so he has to come to me. Oh, <laughs> smart plan. I'm liking this. Because I don't want to, like, make eye contact with everyone who enters the 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 restaurant and, like, wave to them and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, look, approach yeah. and be awkward, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I really feel like my life is a threes company plot point. Mm-hmm. Like every part of my life is could be a threes company TV show episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I sat there. He ended up showing up and it was fine. Mm-hmm. So we had dinner and drinks. Mm-hmm. And then um, we went to a bar in the Castro too. And then 
as so as the date kind of progressed, I I remember our conversations more and more. Mm-hmm. And in my head, we were kind of going down the hookup route. Oh, you were. Yeah. But I didn't rem- I didn't know that. And it, when he suggested when he was like, what should we do? I could have easily said that was my time to be like Netflix and chill. And then he would have been like, yes, that's fine. Mm hmm. But he was, I believe, maybe testing me. And so we kind of both were like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, we had a couple of drinks and then we uh, we went back to his place. We didn't have sex, though, but we did go back to his place and we probably will again. So Oh, so you, he, you, you thought he was hot? You enjoyed it? Yeah, he's I mean, he <laughs> he could possibly listen. I mean, this is on the Internet, so I don't want to give too much of his personal information. But he lives like a block from my job, which is oh, really super convenient. Yeah. Like I could almost, I could see he lives in like a high rise apartment building, and I could see the building from my office window. Oh, could you? <laughs> like see I can't yourself? see his apartment; he's on the other side of the building. But do you get like an hour lunch break? Yeah. Could you see yourself going over there for a quickie? Maybe, maybe Ooh, he he has like a weird. He has an interesting job. I'll tell. You. He works for Amazon, um, and he does interesting work. So he's like not in San Francisco often. Oh. Um, he travels a lot, but when he is here, I think it will be a convenient friend to have. It so the end. <laughs> I went on a blind date. That was like a real blind date, really. Yeah. If you think about it, like I walked in really blind. Has um, he seen your? Well, I'll say that after breakfast. I'll say that after breakfast because you never know who's listening, Steve. You never know who's listening. So, um, okay. Well, anything else going on with you, Mike Lawson? Mm, that's it i got a lot of work shit going on um but nothing too exciting other than that um i have i'm going to an oscars party today oh good uh it should be a little fun more like a pizza party but we'll watch the oscars the other thing is i do want to mention because this was a new story it's not gonna be relevant in a week something's out to now there was a comedian named brody stevens who killed himself i only met him a couple of times, you know, he was oh. always super funny. He was actually really good friends with Pat Keen, and I've been. What do you think I should do? Because like, I even I've been checking Pat Keen's social media and haven't seen. He hasn't posted at all. Let me look again. Actually, I uh, think you should uh, reach out to Pat and say, you know, I think you should mention that you're thinking of him. Yeah, because um, I know they were good friends, and and I don't, I don't think he's even like posted anything at all. Uh, I think it's, it's, he's been like not not like he's been posting jokes and ignoring it like just nothing. There's been nothing. Yeah, yeah looking right now, there's nothing on his Twitter. So um, people, might, he was in the Hangover movie or the he sequel. was in the Hangover movies. Uh, I met him a couple times through Pat Keane. Super funny, super nice, and every and, and you can tell like every Lori Roggenkamp and I on Fat Camp. She had a story about him. Everybody has their own Brody Stevens stories. But the point is. I went through a major depression last year. I know how dark it can get. And so, once again, if you are, if you are feeling this, if you are feeling darkness, reach out. Even if it's a suicide hotline, reach out, if it's a friend, you are loved. People want you to stick around. So, uh, do not ignore those signs. Uh, I know mm-hmm. how dark it can be. And, and uh, yeah, sorry, Brody Stevens, that you went through that. But hopefully, you're free of pain. And so, anyway, yeah. so Oscar party today. Mike Lawson's Gum Sugar. We'll have next week. We'll have more uh, 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 hookup story. I like that this is turning into like Sex in the City for you, <laughs> or more like Tales of the City. Remember that uh, uh, yeah. San Francisco thing? Yeah, so, which I think Netflix is remaking soon. Yeah, and you know, Cameron's sure grandma. Cameron's grandma horrible. gave me the whole book series. Who did? Cameron's grandma. Oh, that's so nice. I them. I just, they're actually really fun to read because you know they were originally yeah. a newspaper column, so they're really short little chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've read uh, a couple of them. Um, I've read a, uh, something else he did too. Um, whatever. I've read. A, I've read some of it. All right. Well, very good, Mike Lawson. Thank you for being here, and uh, we'll talk next week. Nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash cupodcast and on Twitter at cupodcast. 
Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. (laughs) 